Season 4, Episode 7, The Surrogate. So my big question for you about this episode is, do you need to worry about the surrogate? Um, I have very little experience with surrogate baby births, or really surrogate anything. Um, so it seems like the nice thing to do. It seems considerate. Larry gets a lot of flack for doing something really nice here. Um, yeah, well, that kind of happens all the time in, in Curb. Yeah, uh, I guess it does. Whenever he does an actual good thing, it usually doesn't turn out well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I thought that, actually, I think this is the only time they show them while watching Seinfeld just on their own accord. I guess they don't have to get the rights to it. No, they don't. Um, which, I don't know, I kind of like the idea that Larry just watches old Seinfelds for fun. Feel, it feels right. It, it feels right. The magazine collection. The magazine collection. Now, if you notice, Larry's back to the same doctor from season one. Mm-hmm. I forget his name, but didn't they hate each other after Larry got in that fight with his wife, the lawyer? You know, it's been and four Larry, years, more than that, Larry's perhaps. And Larry's been to other doctors since. Yes, he has. Like the doctor, I'm blanking on his name, but from the first episode of the season, who Larry jeweled on at the end. Well, that was a dentist. No, 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 no. Oh, that doctor, correct. Because he comes back and, is it Dr. Morrison? Uh, I think it's, it's Dr. Morrison. Might be. Uh, he comes back in like season seven or eight again, but I was just a little surprised they brought back to season one doctor. But then what I realized is he has a tendency of actually listening to Larry's ideas. Because that was uh, season one, episode five, uh, the interior decorator, when Larry was going up to him with a splint on his finger all the time. And Larry had the suggestions about the waiting room. And he switched the whole process, remember? He did switch the whole process. So he, this guy seems to listen to anything Larry says about magazines, about waiting room processes, anything. He tends to downplay it, but then he listens to it. He listens to it, which no one listens to Larry. This doctor listens to Larry. It's the first time anyone's ever taken a suggestion from him. That, that, that's my note on the doctor. So I, I thought the guy, um, the, the black man. Yes. That was a really innocent misunderstanding, I think. That guy was dressed so much. He's dressed like, like a, a valet. valet. Standing at the valet thing. Now, I know Wanda's making a joke, but in seriousness, you could say that it's, it is racist. And it's not an innocent assumption. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think Larry was that far out of line there. First of all, what is Wanda filming that is, first of all, outside of this random restaurant and then outside of the hospital? It's the same place. They're all like the same lot, I guess. Um, I, I guess it is. But like Wanda is filming all over L.A. in weird locations, apparently. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what uh, she's filming. One side she's... note I had, uh, when Larry was chatting with Richard Lewis about black man versus white man yeah uh there's a guy in the background with this curly like raleigh fingers type mustache oh didn't notice that i just couldn't take my eye off it the whole time he wasn't making silly faces but i just i just couldn't stop paying attention to him interesting um so that was at the that was right before larry walked out for the valiant incident right yes yes right before right. that Got it. Did not notice that. But I did like after Wanda finally leaves, Larry just shouting out to the parking lot, I need a black man to get my car. Is there, a, take bl my is there a black man that can take my ticket here? Only a black man. That, that's a good Larry joke. So then Larry goes to the store to purchase a doll. or Exactly. Any doll for it's, the baby and then a different present for the surrogate. It's a good thing they only have one doll at this <laughs> store. That's true. Most toy stores only have one doll left in stock. It's not like Christmas. It's not like a holiday. It's clearly warm outside. Oh, I guess it's warm in L.A. year-round. But it, it's not Christmas time. So there's really no reason the store should be sold out the entire shelves. I couldn't tell if the actress who was playing the uh, salesperson was either bad or just 
was playing an idiot. Well, she's clearly playing an idiot. One of my favorite little subtle lines is when Larry's asking, like, well, let's say an Asian woman and a white man have a baby. Is there a half Asian, half white doll? And the woman's like, and Larry's like, you see what I'm getting at? And she says, yeah, yeah, and just smiles like an idiot. He says, ah, I wonder if you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she, she's clearly stupid or a bad actress. It's one or the other. So Larry gets the biracial doll, and he shows up at the, is that a baby shower, I guess it is? At the baby shower for the Duesenberries. And I love that he brings this giant panda <laughs> stuffed animal for the surrogate. Yep. <laughs> Why would the surrogate want a giant panda stuffed animal? Yeah, he's not a good present giver i mean or like i don't know cheryl should not have trusted him with this that's clear what type of gift do you get for someone you know nothing about but you're just doing something nice what's like a nice thing like a box of chocolate or like a flowers oh probably probably not flowers maybe but yeah a box of chocolate i mean there's there's anything you can get it's not a stuffed panda bear i can think of almost no times when a stuffed panda bear is an appropriate gift well for a little baby it would be maybe Maybe. He, he, I mean, the gift is almost asked, like encouraging the surrogate to keep the baby. It's a gift for a baby. It's a gift you give a pregnant woman who's keeping a baby. A giant panda stuffed animal? Yeah, I mean, that's what's appropriate. Okay. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. But you know what? I did think mm-hmm. um, once he goes over and starts talking to the surrogate, mm-hmm. and she asks him what he does, and he's like, oh, I'm a writer, and there's a pause. I thought it was really awkward and forced i did not think that was a great acting scene by larry and her i'm guessing it was improv it might not have been but it felt very forced to get to the transition of wanda the script and the whole baby analogy he just like jumps right into it well first there's like a three second pause and no one has anything to say and he's like well and then my friend is a script like it just the conversation did not flow into that like it was one of the times at least i thought it was very clear they needed to get there and did not do a great job of getting it there it is a kind of painful conversation to watch, though. Oh, it's awkward, yeah. It's, As you realize exactly what's going to happen in the rest it, of the episode. It, it, it's a good curb cringe. Yeah. So then we go back to the rehearsal hall with David Schwimmer. Exactly. Schwimmer has passed his uh, physical. As... And my note is he is very proud of his health results. Yes. Like He pulls them out of the envelope, shows it to Mel. Fly, like, what does Mel care? Flying color. Well, like... Mel actually says to him, I'm proud of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... It's a very funny dynamic that Schwimmer's so proud of these health results and Mel cares at all. I mean, it is hilarious that Larry did fail a physical. People don't fail physicals. Uh, most athletes don't. They're the only ones I ever hear of taking physicals. Um, did you like the suggestion that Larry race David Schwimmer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I-, I love the suggestion. And then after Schwimmer leaves, Larry's like, you don't think I can beat him in a race? And Mel's like, I, I don't think you could beat him. Do you think David that's a callback? David Schwimmer's 30 years younger. Well, maybe 20 years younger. Do you think that's a callback to the Seinfeld episode with the race? I didn't actually think of that, uh, but it could be. Because I, I always think everything is, is a callback, even though most aren't. Um, I think so, it is. I think Larry Larry thinks that most arguments are best settled with the race. Well, that argument wasn't was settled race. with the race. That argument was about the race. The race the race settled the argument because the argument was who would win the race. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, did you like that David Schwimmer's dad just showed up to show him some pictures from Spain? <laughs> Randomly walks in. <laughs> interrupts the rehearsal to show him some printed out pictures of his trip to Spain. Printed out pictures of Spain? It's pretty important. And then only shows them for like 30 seconds. Like pulls out one token picture. Oh yeah, here's this. And then leaves. Uh, yeah, that, that was um, maybe the backstory there could have been developed farther. But, uh, you know, They just up. needed something to get him in the room. And I guess pictures from Spain was the best thing they can come up with. I, I was glad they, they called back the health go nuts, actually. though. I liked that from a couple of episodes ago. It makes for a great plot. 
great like tertiary plot in this episode. So Larry so, goes to this terrible calling location on the side of the road. By a park. Why does he decide to pull up there to call Irv Schwimmer? I have no idea. Why doesn't he just do drive it? home or wherever he's going? Like, who just pulls over to make a call? Well, he had to do it before 7. Schwimmer said call before 7. I, was, I, I know. And even before Schwimmer said that, I remember that line in my head. Of, like, why does that make any sense? Call before 7. But Larry does this great fake heart attack. The he, best. So good to it's watch. So good. His, his, ah, uh, and he's, his mouth is open. His head is back. He pulls off the things. It, 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 that's, uh, yeah. It's great. It's like he's been dying to do a fake death scene in a movie for years, and he's going to yeah. do the worst one possible. And this is exactly what he has stored up when he just pulls it out. I really like that when they put Larry on the stretcher, he has his legs crossed. Oh, I didn't didn't see that. I just feel like you don't see people on stretchers <laughs> with their legs crossed because it's not a place to relax. No, you, you probably don't. Although I don't pay that much attention, but I would guess, I bet they probably tell you to straight, like they put you on with your legs straightened. Yeah, usually you're like tied down. Yeah, you can't. If you're on a stretcher, you probably can't move. Well, when you have a fake heart attack, you never know. The rules may be different for for fake heart attacks. So then we see all the people running past or running after the surrogate. Who's yeah? Running. Was that the same day? That was the same day. Okay, so so I guess that made sense. So the surrogate is running, although she's what nine months pregnant because she goes into labor the next day. Yep, and she needs to uh, take the giant stuffed panda with her when she's running. <laughs> yeah, well, if she's going to keep the baby, she's going to keep the present. You know it's the next day because when Larry is chatting with the um, with the nurse when he's in the hospital, he says, earlier today I bought a mulatto doll. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you're right, I didn't catch that. But I do love when Cheryl comes in and actually concerned, and the first thing Larry says is, so she's biracial, do you think she would need sunblock? <laughs> And Cheryl's like, what? I've never thought of it. And Larry's like, she does need sunblock. So, so there's no advantage there. There's no advantage there. That's what he wants to tell Cheryl. That there's no advantage to being biracial in terms of skin protection from the sun. And then we see in the elevator a very passing moment with the, with the surrogate holding the baby. And Larry's, Larry's strongest line there is, I want that panda back. <laughs> yeah, I want that panda. And he says it in like a serious voice. So then seeing... Seeing Richard Lewis again at mm-hmm. lunch, and and he tells Lewis about the biracial person he met, who said it's kind of a myth about black men versus white men. And when when Larry says biracial, Lewis is like, "What do you mean? You mean bisexual? <laughs> like those those are not the same thing at all. It's not a, even close. Not even close. And this is not like this is like this was filmed in like two thousand four, five, four, four. Okay, like like we're in the modern era by then. Like you should know what biracial means, and that bisexual and biracial are not the same thing just because they share bi." I, I I don't know what's going on there. Oh, that was actually early. That was not only Lewis's only funny line. Like there mm-hmm. was that, I liked in their first conversation jump way back when he asked Larry if he's ever had sex with a black woman, and Larry says two, and and Lewis goes, "You mean one woman twice or two?" And Larry goes, two of it." And Lewis's response is, "Oh, you mean at the same time?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a couple of these subtle, like funny, kind of offensive jokes that he keeps sliding in here. Uh, they're just they're just so great together. Uh, yeah, they 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 are. Um, I think this is Lewis's first appearance in season four. Um, it might be. I think it is, because there's been a lot of Funkhausering going on. Not a lot of Richard No Funkhauser Lewis. in this episode. Um, and so then after that... Uh, they get to see a yeah. guard, right? We get to see Muggsy Bowes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't take a note about that, but Muggsy Bogues. It's great, actually, how like Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues is significantly shorter than both of them. Yep. Like I mean, everyone knows he's an NBA player, but... He's a short guy. He's, he's really short. 
He's a really short guy. He totally doesn't pull off being offended, though. Yeah, he's not a good actor. No, he like cocks his fist. No, he can't handle that. But Larry gets to do a second fake heart attack. This one's even worse than the first one. Even, but even worse, you mean even better. Exactly. Yeah. And then we see Wanda again in a parking lot outside the hospital. Did you notice she... that Wanda is wearing fuzzy red slippers? No, she's I wearing, didn't. You catch it just very quickly at the beginning of the scene. She's wearing fuzzy red slippers. Are they part of her outfit for her shoot, do you think? I don't know. She's got this like paper around her neck like someone was cutting her hair. But I don't, I don't understand what's going on. She's she getting ready not, for her shoot. Did not notice that. Oh, uh, when Larry is talking about being back in business, he says, back in business, baby. Is that from a Seinfeld episode? Oh, when he tells Cheryl, back yeah. in business, baby? We're back in business, baby. I feel like uh, George's dad oh, says that at some point. Yes. God. No, well, George, I think George's dad is, we're back, baby. Maybe that's what it is. But when is it? It's um. It might be when he's selling computers with Lloyd Braun. <laughs> oh, well, there, I think he has it a couple of times. I think it might be running thing. Once is when he's uh, he, he decides to cook again. After his, when he was an army chef, he poisoned everyone. He wouldn't cook for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he says a cook again for Kramer's like Jewish shingles function. He says, yes. "I'm back, baby." <laughs> yeah, that re- <laughs> back in business, baby, reminded me of that. Yeah, I'm not sure I would really call this. Uh, they're not the same. Well, I mean, it's not like a reference to that. No, I, I don't think. And do you like the ending with Irv Schwimmer? Uh, it's fine. I mean, I thought it was. It's fine. I don't know. What do you like it? I like it. I I. I forget about it. I forget about the Irv Schwimmer plot until the you end. You do. Because he's not really a plot. He's like such a minor, minor, minor yeah, thing. He just shows up with those pictures from Spain. And then he shows up with the pictures from Spain. Um, I don't know. I thought, I thought the first half of this episode was kind of slow. But then once Larry started fake heart attacking everywhere, it gets a lot better. 